1: thank you for joining us on the football podcast i'm your host fidel alongside with me like always are my co-host jerry and kendall how you guys doing out there
2: doing real good fidel
0: hey appreciate it fidel doing pretty good
1: It's good uh Hoping you guys are all staying corona-free and uh, staying inside your homes unless you have to work.
2: Being essential.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and uh, get started. Let's go ahead and talk about some free agency signings that we saw happen since the last time that we talked. Uh, So we have defensive back TJ Carey signing with the Colts. Uh we do have also uh Adrian Claiborne defensive end signing with the Browns and defensive tackle Tim Jernigan to the Texans. Uh Bengals did release uh defensive pack uh Dre Kirkpatrick. And then also Seattle did release safety Tedrick Thompson. And then the surprising signing of the day would have to be Alden
2: Smith to the Cowboys. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I'll go first. Um, You know, when you look at Alvin Smith, the one thing that we should all remember, right, is when Alvin Smith came into the league, he had the most sacks in NFL history in his first two seasons. Uh, he had thirty-three and a half sacks. So there is ties to him and Jim Tomsua, which is now the Cowboys defensive line coach. So, you know, when you look at the big picture, I mean... They lose Robert Quinn, you know, there's still some uncertainty with uh, the reinstatement of Randy Gregory, you know, and Alden Smith is also pending reinstatement, but Cowboys are banking on it, and they send him to a one-year deal, and if anybody can bring out the best in him and, and maybe bring out that, that part of his, of his career when he was dominating and just a, a true SEC artist, it would be John, Jim Tamsula. So I think if you look at the big picture, I think what the Cowboys are doing is they're filling in the needs, you know, through free agency. So when it comes draft time, they can truly address other areas, if not pick best player available. So, you know, when you look at, you know, mocks by some some of the, you know, the, the pros, right? The 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 mock drafts yes. out there, I think that obviously the Cowboys would love to land the second rated you know corner and CJ Henderson, but the way draft boards and mock drafts have been falling, they have a uh, Clavion Chason, uh or Chase Hahn falling to the Cowboys, so I think that you know when you look at the big picture, I think that they're what they're trying to do is just you know fill in fill in those needs, so if somebody does fall to them that that would fit or something that they need, they'd be able to draft that, that player. So, I mean, I think that this is going to be a very interesting pick. I mean, everybody does deserve second chances and hopefully he's make the mess, the best of it. And just, I mean, as soon as it happened, went and did some research and I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. Uh, He's been clean, like he's been sober for a I mean, o- almost a year now. So that's, that's also amazing to, to hear, you know, when somebody kind of, when it, when it just, you know, it clicks and they're, they start taking it serious and, you know, they want to be the best and they want to do this. I mean, he's only 30 years old, you know, especially playing defensive end, you know, yeah. being, being out of the league for that, for, for this amount of time, you know, if anything, he's, his body's not taking the beam that he's that if he would have been playing straight through. So Think it's a great pickup. I'm pretty sure that he has a lot of juice left in the tank, and he has he has a chip on his shoulder.
0: Yeah, that's, that's real good, um, Jerry. I want to talk about the um, the Drake Kirkpatrick um, with him being released from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it was something that we have been seeing. i what well, me personally, I've been hearing it for the last couple of seasons that they, he was on the trade market and that he could get cut due to his cap number and whatnot. But you know, he's been kind of injury prone the last couple of seasons and whatnot for the Bengals. And you know it's just it's very interesting because they you know they signed two guys they signed I think two of them were former Minnesota Vikings they signed Trey Waynes and I believe Alexander from the Vikings as well I believe so yes, yes yeah appreciate it and yeah they signed they signed those two over there so the writing was already on the wall about Drake Kirkpatrick that he wasn't going to be there for for too much longer So that, but um in in well when I'm looking at Drake Kirkpatrick the past couple of seasons like I said he's had a lot of injuries and his play had had really gone down he was a he's a former top pick, well, like a first round, first, second round pick for the Bengals. So they they had high expectations for him. You know, I think the Bengals on this, in this little rebuild that they're doing, they're trying to get rid of, you know, some bad contracts, some of the older guys and bringing some new people to their team or whatnot. But I think Drake Kirkpatrick, you know, he's a long physical corner and his first few seasons with the Bengals, he, he he was a, I know he was a pro bowler a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was. A pretty long, pretty, pretty good corner. Coming from Alabama, so, you know, you know Nick Saban likes those guys. And, you know, if he's been um, – if he's taught up on the Nick Saban, you, you got to know, you know he know he, he's a pretty good player. And, you know, he's been with the Bengals for like eight or nine years. And, you know, it just didn't work out these last few seasons with the injuries just creeping up on him. So it's going to be very interesting to see where he lands. And I can say um, I think his market is going to start to pick up. It might not pick up right now because, you know, it's, it's some pretty good corners in the draft. But I could definitely see him being yeah. signed well before training camp, or you know, with, with, with the stuff that we have going on right now, we, there might not be a training camp to think of right now. But Drake Kirkpatrick, Drake Patrick, he won't be out of work for for too much longer.
1: No, and then you know, somewhere where I could see him going would be either New England. Yes, or yes, Tennessee. yes.
0: For that. Yeah, those are two good fits. Um, a mm-hmm. team that I threw out there would be maybe the Atlanta Falcons because you know he has ties to Atlanta, yep. West, Alabama. And that's right there at that border. Atlanta's right close to Georgia. So maybe there, maybe Tampa Bay in the Florida area, or whatnot, maybe there. But it's, I mean, you can never have too much corners in. He has the physical gifts. I mean, he's only 30, I believe, he's yeah. only 30 years old. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He just turned, he just. Turn or actually, he's in the turn okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, over.
0: yeah. So he's not so, young. He's on the plus out of thirty, but you know, you can get a. I think Kurt Patrick has a has a few more good seasons left in the tank.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, as far as what he measures, he's six, he's six foot two inches. He weighs one hundred ninety pounds, yeah. so he's a big corner. Uh, yeah, the Bengals did draft him back in twenty twelve with the seventeenth overall pick. So again, you know, maybe a team that that could. There's a lot of teams that need defensive back help. Uh, but just one that would make sense if Logan Ryan does not go back right. to Tennessee would be um, the Titans for Dre. Yes, for and like I said,
0: with 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 the traits that Kurt has, there's always gonna be a spot on somebody on somebody's roster for him. Because you can't coach what he has, like he has the talent or whatnot. Like I said, the past couple of seasons, it hasn't worked out well for him in Cincinnati due to injuries, and it could be, you know, playing for the Bengals or whatnot. They've been through a lot. And you know it, it was just time for him to move on and whatnot. And you know it just you know, he's another veteran corner on the market.
1: Yeah, uh, possibly another team would yes. be Tampa Bay. Another team that you know that would keep an eye on as well for him. He always
2: seemed he always seemed to me like a a, a perfect fit for the uh, Seahawks. Yes, but I mean, yes. but the Seahawks already addressed you know they already addressed that need I think. But I mean, you can never have too many corners. I mean, he's always excelled in, in press and, and in his own coverage, you know what I mean? I don't think man-to-man has always been his best trait, although, you know, he he has been able to do that.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
2: Uh, he, he's just,
1: he's he's a tall corner. He's uh, physical when he's, when, you know, whenever he was healthy. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of teams that would want that. I, I mean, it's gonna be thirty one October, but I mean, yes, that's I throw another now. I
0: throw another team under. How about reuniting with Mike Zimmer with the Vikings? You know, Mike Zimmer um drafted him when he was with the Bengals and mm-hmm. whatnot. So how about yep. how about going back? Good. How about going and reuniting with the Vikings? You know, they they just they lost three corners: Xavier Rose, yeah, they They're yeah they lost Rose Alexander, and they home. lost Trey Wayne. So I mean, that's that's somewhere I would not be shocked there.
2: You know, you're absolutely right because, I mean, look at look at what he did with Terrence Newman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Terrence Newman played well into his late 30s yep. uh, being a Viking. So definitely, I mean, uh, that would be actually an ideal fit.
0: Yes. We've seen Mike Zimmer do it before, bring, up, bring along some from the plays that he had or whatnot.
1: Yeah. And then also, too, um, Yannick and Dockway. The Jaguars are looking to find a trade partner for him. They just recently franchised them. But he's been very outspoken as far as him not wanting to be with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, What are some teams that you guys think where he can
2: possibly land? Real quick, the teams that have been in communication so far are the Eagles, the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Packers. So those are teams that have been inquiring, trying to see what they can, you know, seeing what it would take to, to, to get him in return. Uh, I do think that a dark horse team, well, not dark horse, but I mean, obviously the team from those that, that I just mentioned, I think the Eagles can really pull this off. I mean, they, they, they're magnificent when it comes to, you know, making cap room, cap space and just being able just to get the, get the player without giving up too much draft capital. Um, so it'd be interesting to see because they still have needs on, you know, with the wide receiver position. And uh, we don't know what they're going to do with Alshon Jeffrey. But aside from them, I mean, I think that every team would love to have him.
0: Yes. Um, I'm going to stay right there with you, Jared. Um, I like what you said, the Eagles. And, you know, with the Eagles, we see the Dallas Cowboys. They're making a lot of moves along their defensive line. Trying to get after those NFC East quarterbacks or whatnot, and trying to trying to protect for the for the linebackers of the Cowboys. So they're trying to and, and trying to and trying to help out their run defense. So the Cowboys they've been making some moves, and they're probably not the moves that I mean right now in these players' careers. They're probably not their top of their game, but they're great names and great brand names for the Cowboys, and they they brought them along there. So if, if the Cowboys can get a great some great great production from the players that they brought in this offseason on the defensive line, watch out there. But for um, for unique and dark, I think the perfect fit would be the New York Jets. I think if you look in the AFC, in the AFC East or whatnot, the Bills, have they had a busy all season so far. The Dolphins had a busy all season so far. We already know the Patriots, they're there. They still got Coach Belichick. They lost Tom. But, okay, they got the young guy, Jared Stidham. We're assuming it's going to be Jared Stidham for the Patriots. If you're the Jets, I mean, you haven't made the big split.
1: Yeah, and then also, too, the other team to keep in mind yes. would be the Minnesota Vikings. Um, after that, uh, Stephon Diggs trade, they have a lot of draft capital yeah. too to trade. So that would make sense that you know they, you know, I don't, I'm not too sure if they're going to re-sign yeah. uh, Everson Griffin. Um, but the Yannick and Dockley trade, you know, for them would make sense. Yeah, you know, they have the capital, and again, yeah, they've it, it, seen yeah help that's a great fit
0: there for in the Vikings too. But I, I would say. Maybe the Jets. Can I think the Jets? They're still that team that's going to be out there. I think they're going to make a splash here between now and the draft. Maybe they trade up in the draft. I think the Jets are a team to watch out for. Just to keep an eye on is the New York Jets. I think and Doc, and you already know the Jets got cap, so they they will they they'll throw some money after they acquire him. They they go ahead to give they're giving Doc away that contract.
2: And that's the thing that you got to that you know everybody needs to keep in mind. It's one thing to trade the player, but it's it's another thing to sign the player, right? Because you you don't want to just go up, uh, you know, a high dra- draft capital and not be able to sign them. I mean, I mean, you'll see. I mean, if you if you continue to prolong and wait, I mean, the market just keeps on going up on a- at every position nowadays. Um, but speaking of, you did mention Everson Griffin, and he made it public that he wanted to be a Seahawk. Yes. So I just thought. Of, I just thought I would throw
0: that in there. Yeah, I mean, Everett Griffin to the Seahawks—that would be a perfect move for Seattle. I mean, they brought—they—they've they've acquired some players the past few weeks in the past month or so. So Seattle—they're trying to make a little run there in the NFC West and the NFC overall. So I mean, Everson Griffin to Seattle—that's a—that's—that sounds to me like a match made in heaven to me. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, they're still yeah. trying to—they're still trying to just sign, you know, their star defensive end, to um, David Clowney. And the market right now that that apparently he's he's requesting is 17 to 18 million, but the Seahawks. I mean, it's that's not a team to sleep on. I mean, we were just talking about that there in our conference. It's like, and look at those moves that they've made as of recent. It's like if they're recreating the Legion of Boom, which is identity, right? And that's what every team should have is their identity, and it looks like they're trying to recreate that identity with the Legion of Boom. Now, uh, with a part of the Legion of Boom, they had. Uh, Michael Bennett, and they had Cliff Averill. So, you know, I think that Everson Griffin fits the mold, uh, fits that mold of Michael Bennett, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, a- and then the additions of, you know, trading last year for for uh, for Diggs out of uh, the safety out of the Lions. And then this year, uh, well, uh, Dunbar. Yeah, and then adding Quint- Quentin Dunbar, the uh, defensive back out of uh, – the Redskins. I mean, he, his height, his weight. I mean, everything that they're looking for, and his, and he's very productive. Now I know that he, some people say he has some injury concerns, but I mean, I think the Seahawks are 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 they're really being very low key with their signings, and and they're trying to recreate it, and and actually, you know, just I guess they just gotta get over that little hump that they, you know, they all they 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 had a great a great playoff run this year, but. Uh-huh. I think that with these additions, I think that it's going to help them out if they're able to retain Jadavian Clowney, obviously, and maybe add somebody like Yannick. Yeah, I mean, whenever you think about the Seattle Seahawks,
1: you know, you think about Pete Carroll. Yeah, he's a defensive minded coach. Uh, You think about Russell Wilson. They had a really good playoff run last year, you know, wild card round. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And then in the divisional round, they lost to the Green Bay Packers, which I feel like. They got kind of robbed in the last play of the game, or for them on offense. Yes. But that's a different story. But yeah, when we think about Seattle, I mean, they they really have a really good team. So you know, just a couple pieces here and there. I mean, they're not too far away from being you know Super Bowl. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. I Agree, I agree there with you, Fidel. Um, the Seattle, you know, they they've always been a team known to bring in. You Know some of these household names that you know maybe didn't work out or didn't end well with the previous team, but okay, see how they're just bringing me, in. Like, just look at what they did with Greg oson they brought him in, then they brought um they traded for um Dunbar from the Redskins. He didn't, he, he, wanted, out of, he wanted out of Washington. Okay, see how just came in and sent that center, center, um, draft pick to him, and they got him. So, see how they've, they've been making moves or and They're trying to prove that team, and you know, they're they're, they're kind of trying to. They've, the past few years, they kind of trying to trying to get out of that Legion of Boom error. So, so they bring in some nuts, some new players. They got a lot of young. They got a mix of young players and veteran players there. Now, if they can get Jadavion Clowney back there, I know his asking price has felt falling down to the sixteen, seventeen million. Man, you are talking about Seattle. I mean, the sky's the limit for the Seahawks.
2: Uh, yeah, and 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 just to just to add, right? Because we 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 talked this in, on our previous show about how how the Patriots, right? They're not always the best at drafting, you know, drafting during the actual draft, players like, you know, during the draft. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll send off, you know, some draft capital to bring in players. And when you when they did the Legion of Boom, they were able to put them pieces in place. And then, you know, they that's how they're able to do it was acquire players from other teams and be able to build that up. Uh, and then, of course, with the, with the surrounding draft picks that they had. So I think that they're following in the same footsteps, They'll, you know, getting back to that, that same identity like we were talking about earlier. So. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Um, yeah, all these, you know, all these players still, two that haven't signed yet with the team, it's going to be kind of interesting if we stop seeing a lot of signings from now till the draft because we're only, you know, less than a month away from the actual draft. So. Uh, we might see, you know, a stoppage as far as, you know, what players are assigned to what teams.
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that because I think right now you can tell we're we're kind of entering this this fourth wave of free the third, fourth wave, where there's not a lot of moves. There's a lot of, like, depth moves going on right now. But the team, that the players that are out there right now, they're out there for a reason. Either they're asking prices too high or either just there's, 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 there's just no interest in the person right now, in, in the player right now. No interest at all in them. So, I mean, it's not really – I wouldn't say it's a team issue or whatnot, or maybe not a team fit. Like let's just take the Devon Clowney, for instance. He okay, his asking price for twenty mid twenty plus million. Okay. Scouts and what and coaches or whatnot, they just they stand out there, they they're not jumping, they're not leaping for nobody right now. And there was a rumor out there that Cam Newton, he's he's waiting for a big deal. I don't see that team who's gonna give it to him or whatnot. So the players that are out there right now, they're out there for a reason. It's a reason why every last one of them are out there teams are just not budging on the, on the play right now. When we got the draft is upcoming in less than three weeks, you might well say.
2: I know we talked about that, right? We said that it, just to think like three former first overall picks, right, are are free agents, right? And we're talking about um, Cam Newton, Jadavian Clowney, and Jameis Winston. So it's just it's just very unique. I think that it's, it's just teams playing chess uh, you know they're playing chess with these players, you know, so I think it's just about timing and fit, so I'm pretty sure like like what we said right now, a lot of these signings that we're seeing it's just basically for depth, um hopefully they can each team is trying to position themselves not to draft for need yeah, and then
1: you know to me, the biggest surprise of you know who's not signing is Cam Newton. We're talking about a national championship, you know, quarterback in college, and then also former uh MVP in the NFL. He's taking the team to the Super Bowl. I mean, I just can't believe there's really there hasn't really been a market. I mean, the only teams that really have been, you know, connected to Cam have been, you know, the Chargers, the Redskins, and um Yep. Chicago, yep. the Bears. Yeah. So, I mean, to me that's kinda of like the most shocking um site you know camp yes. not and, and with
0: the and, team and, yet but and, you
1: know he has been yes. posting a lot of video
0: working out too um now it's not the time for if you're if you're a free agent quarterback look for a starting job now is a bad time to be a free agent right now because there's literally no no starting options like a, like i said a while back on another episode where we can just point right there and say hey camp can go right there and start you know because all these teams if they don't have a starter they they don't have a for sure starter. They're they've already said that they're committed to the guy they already have. So Cam and Jameis they're kind of in a, they're getting in a tough situation at the moment. Then we got the draft is on the horizon right now. Not, not well, well, Jame, well Jameis I I don't see starting anywhere. Correct.
1: Like I was telling you guys, I feel like he's gonna be a bench player, you know, backup quarterback. Well, you know, Pittsburgh just makes too much sense to me. Um, but also too uh, as far as like Cam goes. To, this year has probably been like I can't even think of a, a year like this before where you can't like really go to like a team and kind of see like hey well they don't have a starting quarterback. Pretty much every other team, every team has one. If not, they're, they're drafting high Correct. enough to draft a quarterback
2: in the draft. And next year's draft's not going to be any easier for for for, for Cam or nope. Jameson because yep. I mean next year if if they Kevin yeah Lawrence. if they decide to to. You know, come out of the draft, uh, come out into the draft, or you know, leave college early. You got Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence, and you got Justin Fields. Uh, those are the two main, the two main quarterbacks right now that are, you know, they're playing quarterback at a very high and, level. And, and those
1: quarterbacks are they're right. they're so hyped right now. I mean, yeah. they're, they're more hyped than Joe Burrow right. and Tua.
0: And um, and and yeah. like I said, or whatnot, like I can, I just can't see Cam as a guy. Coming into the locker room and buying in to be a backup quarterback, like come on, imagine, imagine, nope. yes, imagine, imagine, just Cam Newton. Cam Newton, he's a he's a big name, he's a brand name. Just just like I can I can see Jameis coming in and buying into a situation like Pittsburgh or like Green Bay and just saying okay, or like I mean, theres a, a few more teams you could throw it. Just and just come out there and say yes, I'll be the backup quarterback and just come in like the Hill situation, how he replaced Mariota this past season. I can't see Cam Newton being that guy, he, Cam's too big of a guy, too big of a name. And it, it just – it doesn't it doesn't even sound right. I don't even think it'll look right. I think that that will be an accident waiting to happen for any team that brings him in because I don't think Cam will be able to buy in.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, too, I mean, when you think about how, how did we get here as far as him not being on a team, you know, performance, yeah, a little bit, but that was due to injury. So, I mean, if you really think about it, he's not with the team because he's been injured. If not, he would still, you know, been with the Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera probably yep. wouldn't have lost his job.
0: So, um, look, it's it, 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 it's it's so, tough for him right now. It's tough.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can. He's got to be a starter somewhere, man. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk about some of these quarterbacks in the draft. Uh Drafts, you know, less than a month away. So, top quarterbacks would be Joe Burrow. Tua and um, Jordan Love. Now, there's been multiple reports that Tua didn't have a good interview with the Miami Dolphins, and then also came out today that they're going to try to trade up to draft Joe Burrow, and then also Jordan Love's been, you know, linked to a lot of different teams.
2: What do you guys thoughts on that? Well, uh, I did see the reports about the Dolphins you know, try at first I thought it was just you know, just rumors and whatnot, but I mean, you know how they say wherever there's smoke there's fire and I think that the Dolphins do have plenty of animation, you know, to be able to move up. Uh but, you know, honestly I think the Bengals are pretty set of uh, you know, Burrow had one of the best Seasons and as a quarterback in college history, I mean, to end it with the with the championship ring, you know, undefeated. I mean, just everything. Just his grit, the way he plays. And I think the Bengals are, are they're, they're going to stay put and they're going to draft him. But definitely, he's he's one of the most. You know, I think from all those quarterbacks we just mentioned right now, I think that he'd be your day one starter. So. I think I think that one I don't think I don't I don't see them I don't see them taking the dolphins bait. Um with uh, Jordan Love though, from what I've been seeing is um, he's been getting a lot of interviews and we were just talking about this, right? How are they gonna do the interviews and whatnot? And we're you know, I think we even mentioned right Zoom and, and whatnot. Yep. You know and and sure enough, that's how exactly they've been doing it. And uh, of course, there's restrictions. You know, no more than an hour, no more than once a week, uh, which is good. But Jordan Love connect just just concluded his his interviews with the Chargers and the Raiders today. Uh, the other teams to add to that that he's interviewed for is the Dolphins, the Colts, the Packers, and the Saints. Mm. So, I mean, it just it just it's just one of those things where I think that. When, when you look at somebody like Jordan Love, he's a very unique individual as far as when it comes to the quarterback position, just the way he plays. I mean, he, uh, he definitely is not your conventional, you know, conventional quarterback. I, you know, obviously we've all heard it, right? People want to compare to Patrick Mahomes and whatnot, which, you know, you know, I think if you were to squint, maybe you can see it but it's just mm-hmm. the way, it's the way, it's the way he throws. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to, I mean, literally he could just, he can stand and just, he can gun it. Um, and, and, but he's also showed, I mean, some amazing touch. I mean, just the way he, I mean, just cause of his arm strength. I mean, we're talking about that ball when it comes out, it's zipping. And, and I mean, just the way he's able just to jump, just, get it over the defenders and just drop it right in the bucket. I mean he's definitely an interesting prospect and then he's very athletic and you know he has a he has a, a pretty pretty solid build to him. So I think that I do think that you know Jordan Love for sure he's gonna be a first round draft pick. I don't know if he'd be your day one starter because you know this last season um that he had with there at Utah State, you know some call it some say that, you know, oh, he had too many interceptions and stuff. And I love the way he conducted his interview. You know, it's obvious that he didn't have the same team as what he had in twenty eighteen. You know. He was missing several, you know, linemen and um white you know, whiteouts and, and running back too, right? So when you look at and he also had a coaching change too. He he never shifted the blame on that. He took complete ownership and he said that he was pressing too much, trying to do too much, right? So I think that Jordan Love, if you get him under the right coach that is gonna take time to develop him, I think that he can become an actual star in the league. He just has the moxie, he has the intangibles, you know what I mean? It just a little refinement on, on it's just take it's just gonna take that refinement on his, you know. Uh, getting getting under center. I mean, I know for the most part he'll probably run out of uh, run a lot out of shotgun. Yeah, but but it just depends on the coach, right? And uh, how how they can work with him. Ideally, I I thought the coach would be a perfect. Yep. That's it exactly. Yes, yes. And if you look at the, if you look at the coaching staff itself, I mean, the the head coach Frank Wright. I mean, he is a, a quarterback guru, and well, then yeah. of course. Yeah. And his assistants also—they're all quarterback experts. So it's just one of those things where, you know, if anything, they—they they were the team that I thought for, for sure uh, with their draft pick they were going to be able to, you know, get him. But obviously, they addressed the big need yeah. that they had in their defense, right, to get that defense where it's at. And then they brought in Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a, obviously, it's a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. The former quarterback of the Chargers, right? Um. I know that they do have two second round picks. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to have to, you know, mix them at, at the coach. I'm talking about the coach here. Mm-hmm. If the coach want to get Jordan Love, they're going to have to take into consideration, you know, the Saints, um, the Packers, and the Raiders. I mean, Raiders uh, has also also been linked to to Justin Herbert too.
1: Yeah, I mean, for that one, for me, is kind of more of smokescreen. I feel like they they have a quarterback already. I know there's still a lot of controversy on Derek Carr and whatnot, but they did sign Marcus Mariota.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. just
1: keep that in mind. And they have multiple positions that they need to fill, which they do have two first round draft picks. But I mean, Mike Mayock, you know, he's the kind of person that tries to get you know more than what he has. So hey, well maybe I can you know trade a, a you know a pick in the first round and get maybe you know, two picks in the second round, Yes. you know, things like that. So let's think about, you know, teams that are very quarterback hungry or, you know, I, can, I guess you can say thirsty because they need one. So aging quarterback. So let's start with New Orleans. Drew Brees, he's probably just going to play this year.
0: Yes, he's, he's year to year right now.
1: Yeah, honestly, I just I just see him playing this year and that's it. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, he was out about six games and and when he came back i mean maybe the first game he was he was throwing good but after that you you can tell a difference even in the playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings he couldn't really throw the ball deep and that's why they were putting in Taysom Hill too
2: no yeah uh and i i know they franchised him uh yeah, oh, they, we're talking about hill yeah they
1: put a first round tender on him
2: uh, first round tender yes so so i mean i think that a lot of it is sometimes it's like what i was what i refer back to earlier it's teams playing chess right like in other words yeah uh they're just trying to make other teams aware that hey we we believe in this guy uh, and that's the future right there but in in essence i mean it could be like what you said a smoke screen also yep. Yep. uh to to so a particular player can't fall to them right yeah because they're, they're not going to be reaching or trying to you know mortgage this year and next year's first to get up, you know, to get up there to, to, to get the player they want. But, you know, the one team that I was kind of like, and and this is, this is the, the dark horse team is the New England Patriots. I mean, I know that all the reports saying that they're sold on Jared Stedman, uh, Stedham, but you know, that could also be a small screen too. Yep. And, and 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 the Patriots have never been one to show their hand. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And they they've gone they've gone but They don't even they don't even interview the player. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, what about the Green Bay Packers? That's another one to me too that makes sense. I yes. mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. You know, we we saw a similar situation there whenever uh, Brett Favre was still the quarterback, and they drafted. A, you know, Aaron Rodgers did fall to them just because yes. he wasn't drafted in the first round. Yes, um, the, so that, that's another team that I would keep in mind too, just because, you know, he is getting older, just like in the situation in New Orleans.
0: Right. Um, the three teams for me to keep an eye on is what we'll, are we'll later on in the draft would be Green Bay, <clears throat> excuse me, New England, and the New Orleans Saints. Those three teams right there, I mean, they, they, we know the Patriots. I mean, we, we okay, they say they believe they, they, they're interested in Stidham and they're committed to Stidham. It could be smoke screen. I mean, we've heard some of the Patriots players come out and talk highly of Stidham of how he lit them up in practice. I mean, they, maybe they're just putting it out there. Maybe, I mean, hey, maybe the pages can take Jordan Love and maybe trade still. I mean, maybe they're just, they're just trying to get his, his um, trade market up. I mean, it could be a lot. And then you talk about the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it could be a similar situation when they had far and Rodgers will wait in the ring because Rodgers can't play forever. He's getting he's in, he's on the plus side of 30. He, he's way he's way beyond there. So maybe you take Jordan Love there and have him sit behind Rodgers for a year or so. Um, I think the interesting um, situation would be the Saints. I can see him landing between New Orleans, New England, and Green Bay. Jordan Love, I can see that, and then to piggyback on um, the Dolphins or whatnot, if they, they if they do give all their capital up and try to go up there to the first spot to, to get Joe Burrow, then where does that leave the Bengals? What, what what do the Bengals do? Do they does Tua fall to them, or where, where the Dolphins were at? Do they fall there? is he going to fall to Cincinnati, or what about the Chargers? So I mean, it's going to be a, an interesting chess match to see. What had a dolphin's fall? Who's going to go where? Because I'm assuming if the Dolphins are going to trade up for Burrow or whatnot, you would think maybe the Bengals maybe, maybe they can go to it because we can't forget, um, they still have any Dalton on the roster. And I read yeah, report, exactly. You know, yes, I seen a report last week where it said that um the Bengals are are fine with keeping Dalton. I'm yeah. sure not to keep him start keeping him starting, but I, I know they want to go ahead and get their future. But I, I, maybe what? two will go to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I mean, but but hold on. Let's, let's think about it this way, too. The Bengals have a lot of needs. I think yes. Andy Dalton is the least of the worries. He's a functional quarterback. Right. And AJ Green's still there. So why not fix up the defense, you know, draft the tight end and whatnot? There's a lot of needs on that team. So, I mean, the, to me, the least pro, the least problem on that team is Andy Dalton. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, they, they benched him last year. And then the, he, he actually came back and he started some games.
0: Yes. And I know Tua came out the day he, um, he, and he said – he was talking to Tom Rinaldi and he said that he feels he's 100% that he can play right now. Okay, seeing that and going out there and doing it is two different things. He's been injured yeah. prone in his career or whatnot. So I'm saying like – I mean, and then teams, so many teams that are interested in Tua or in a quarterback overall, they're at a complete disadvantage because with everything that's going on right now, I mean, they have it. They can't really talk with him in person. They gotta focus on Zoom calls or video calls, or just look at old film of them or whatnot. I mean, we know Tua posted a video last week, but that was just like a, a, a few uh, like a ten second video of him just throwing. Teams, we need to, We need to They need to sit down and talk with him. They need to. They need. They need to see him doing more. And I think it's, it could be very interesting because I, I I seen something that said Tua could drop in the draft. Maybe even to the mid rounds, just just off the fact, not off of what he's done in the past, but just off the fact that these teams can't actually sit down with him and do their homework on him. So it's gonna be very interesting there to see where two will go. He he's the interesting piece. And then my guy is Justin Herbert. I mean, his stock is rising right now. I mean, I think it, it's going through the roof. If you, if a good way to put it. his, I've been hearing a lot about him. Maybe um, I've heard the Dolphins were interested in him. Maybe maybe the most I've heard a lot that the Chargers are interested in him. And I think he's gonna probably end up going there because with the Chargers not making a immediate run at Cam Newton or James Winston, we they know. They, I think Tyron Taylor is their bridge, and I think the Chargers they're gonna go. I think they're gonna draft Justin Herb. I think they'll be the perfect fit for him. I think just. I mean, some people they make a lot of stuff out of he hasn't never been out of Oregon or whatnot, but I mean, come on, it's about to be. You you got to put up, put on your big boy pants. You about, about to be the national. You're about to be in the National Football League. So I think a lot of that stuff goes to the side of whatnot, what, what scouts and what some of the coaches say and whatnot. So I think Justin Herbert goes to the Chargers, there would be a perfect fit with all those weapons there.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense what you were you know, talking about, Justin Herbert. I mean, to me, he was the most intriguing quarterback going into the draft already uh, just because, you know, he went back to Oregon. Um, the, the year, I mean, there were one of those teams that were kind of like they were supposed to make the college football playoff. Yes, and, you know they they had some hard losses, but you know they ended up being in the Rose Bowl, and they won. He had a really good game, so he had a really good game at the Senior Bowl. Agreed. So to, yeah. So to me, he was to me he was the most intriguing quarterback going in, besides two just because of that injury that he had. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know if we see maybe Justin Herbert draft get
0: drafted first hey yeah hey, it's it's everything's on tape right now mate that, that's why it's the draft because there's always somebody that's willing to make that push and all it takes is one team and one and normally when one team starts trading up and just starts snagging players it, it's a domino effect and you just start seeing all these different people just going where i mean we got mock drafts out now and we're pretty sure some of them they're going to be messed up by the time draft gets, yeah, because it's, it's always one team that go that sit that sets itself out in front, of, separates itself from everybody else, and just go ahead and make and make that move.
1: So in the NFL, there's a new playoff format that's going to be actually starting this year. So the new format will add one team to the playoff field in both AFC and uh, NFC, making it a 14 playoff postseason. So, 17s per conference rather than the prior 12 team format. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, um, I feel with like with the new format, I think two teams that come to mind right, right off the bat when, when they, whenever we get when we, whenever i seen the new format, it is the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys of last year. Because if you look at it, last year they was like one game away from being a, from able from being able to enter the playoffs. Last year, it came down to the Cowboys and Eagles game last year. For the Cowboys, and it came down to the Steelers and Ravens last year for for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If the Steelers would have beat the Ravens, they was basically in a win and end situation, and they weren't able to get in or whatnot because you know, Baltimore they ended win the game or whatnot. The Cowboys they had to beat the Eagles, they would have won the division, and the Cowboys they could have made it, and vice versa. It, even if the Cowboys would have won, and the Eagles Eagles would win, on, both both of those teams had a chance to get in or whatnot. So basically, basically what it comes down to is. That both conferences are going to add. They're going to add the teams or whatnot, so it'll be seven for both for both conferences or whatnot. And see, with with this, if the rules were implemented last season, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys they would have been able been able to get into the playoffs to be those extra teams. So,
1: it's, so actually, it would have been so it would have been the Steelers and the Rams.
0: Yes, 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 correct. Steelers, still Rams, Steelers, still Rams.
2: I mean, uh, just to add to it, I just think that it looks like the NFL is trying to uh, expand it well into february you know what i mean correct that i'm saying the season you know what i mean like yep i i mean obviously you know one of the like i think that's like one of the one of the days that's most i guess requested off is the day after the super bowl so Mm -hmm. i mean if you talk if you talk about it i think there is a, a holiday that lands on that day uh, if you were to extend, you know, after extending it, there's a holiday that lands. At, what is it, Martin Luther? Is it? Well, it is. I can tell
1: right now. Give me a second.
2: I believe it's Martin Luther King Day. So, um, or what is it? Well, anyways, so
1: it's it's actually President's Day.
2: President's Day. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> but what I was just trying to say, like, you know. There's many, there's many organizations that actually honor that day and had that day off. So I think that, you know, uh, aside from that, I mean, there, there, I think the NFL is really trying to to tailor and 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 just allow fans to enjoy football, right? Because honestly, most people say, "Oh, football season's over." This and that. No, football season, the season's never over. You know what I mean? Never well, over. Yeah. There's never, you got the combine, you got the free agency, you got the draft and then you, and then you started going into your, your mini camps and then, you know, your, your the OTAs, mini camps. And then, and then of course, you know, training camps, and then you get your Hall game and then you preseason. So if anything, it's just, it's just about a little bit more football. And luckily, you know, the CBA was, 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 was approved and, uh, I know that there is some players that are still a little bit disappointed, but still, I mean, for 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 fans and for the fans, it's just and and for the NFL, it's just it's just it's a win win situation. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, yeah, I agree, I agree with you there, Jerry.
1: And I guess the biggest takeaway is now that the only teams that are going to have a bye week are going to be the number one seeds in each conference. Yep. So to me. That's like the biggest deal now. So now, like the playoff seating is going to matter a lot. I mean, teams are going to they're going to want to have that number one seed.
0: Yes, and um, they just just to add to that about the seating or whatnot in the games. There also, there been discussions about actually having a wild card get a wild card game on Nickelodeon. So that yeah. I mean, that's, that's gonna be that that's gonna be very <laughs> really interesting and crazy there. So I mean, it's gonna be a this 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 extra team and with the one the one team. Just getting a bye week. So that means that during the whole regular season next year, this coming season, teams will have to be be on their A game because you know, one team from each conference is getting a bye week. So, I mean, let's just say, for instance, if the Kansas City Chiefs get a one seed and see so they get the bye week or in the, in the NFC, let's just say, how, the 49ers, they get it. It's only going to be one team. There's no more of the two teams getting the bye week. So that's why I think the problems, right? there going to come in like you're going to have like a a, a two seated team that's playing on wild gore weekend or whatnot, but normally they'd have a bye. so i mean it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be crazy starting this year,
1: yeah, I mean, so you know the biggest thing that popped out to me whenever I saw that was like, well, they' are gonna have games on Nickelodeon Is correct really? <laughs> so i I guess they're trying to target you know target a younger audience, which makes sense, you know because, yes. you know they play peewee football and whatnot. And they do mm. follow the NFL, so now it's just going to be, I guess, more uh, accessible to them. No, yeah. And then I mean, the other, the other thing too. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Jerry. That's okay. Uh, one, one of the games, so it's going to be on NBC, and then also it's going to be on Telemundo, so you know, targeting the Hispanic audience. Oh, yes.
2: that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna add in there. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it, it, it's good though. I mean, I it, it just it's just about expansion. I mean. It's about expanding, getting getting it out to, you know, everybody. I mean the NFL is no longer, you know uh it's no longer about America, right? The United States of America. It's it's now going global, you know what I mean? So it's it's gonna start competing they wanna compete with, you know, uh soccer, actual soccer, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think I think that I think that in the long run a national game is that that's what they're trying to get to. Correct. I, I think oh long, long, long-term, long-run, the vision that they have in place. I mean, right now it's still, you know, there's gray areas here and there, and people don't understand it, and players kind of have a little bit of pushback. But long run, I mean, what it's going to do for the league, and for the teams, and for the players, it's only going to help them out in the long term, in the long run, and especially like fans and and and. and the actual organizations is just going to help. It's just going to help out so much with the actual growth that this is going to bring. Correct. Yeah. And then also too, I mean,
1: who doesn't like playoff games? There's going to be, you know, two more. So that's, I mean, that's great.
0: Yes, man. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be very interesting. Lots, Lots of change coming. I mean, we're talking about player, and personnel changes. there's it's a lot of changes that, that are going on within the game or whatnot. You know these extra playoff games, and it's going. I mean, I'm telling you, this year, coaches and players they're going to have their work cut out for them because it's a, it's going to be a lot, lot of, lot of things going on this season. I mean, like a, and, uh,
1: yeah, and then just also, I mean, November football and December football. I mean, are they're going to have a totally different meeting now? Yes, because you're going to have to be playing hard both months to get that number one seed.
2: Correct. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, no more, no more players benched, you know. But I no mean, e,
1: e, yeah, e, even like that second seed, because I mean, that's still like a really strong position because you would host a playoff game, and let's just say there is a team that gets barely gets in there, but you know they have a lot of injuries. I mean, who doesn't want an easy, you know, trip to the divisional round?
0: Yes, and yeah. I think the league they started a little trend a few years back when they started um having all divisional games at at the last game of the season. And it, I mean, I think they started something right there, and we kind of seen. We kind of, I heard it back then that it, it, we was going to get some more games in the playoffs. We, we're going to get more teams entering in, and now it finally, it finally came to tuition
2: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say right now is this is going to be, um, this is this is definitely going to be one of the most interesting uh, drafts. So, I think that you know this is the one this is the one year you do not want to miss you know cuz it all starts off with you know it, it this season's going to all start off with the draft i mean just everything the whole uniqueness about you know what we've been used to you know being in and you know forever and ever it was at the rockefeller center right and then they started moving it around you know um you know from city to city and now we're going to have um what 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 was the proper pronunciation how they're gonna announce the
0: draft picks? Well, they um, Philly had did you have that new? I know I knew they they was gonna try. They're trying to work on doing it via Zoom or whatnot.
1: Yeah, so pre- it was a studio. Yeah, it was it was, well, was gonna be. Well, they're gonna host the, the draft from a studio. Yes, yes. Which I'm assuming it's gonna be either in New York or Los Angeles. But you know, just seeing the situation in New York, I don't think it's gonna happen there. So it's probably gonna you know, happen in Los it, Angeles. They're
0: still talking about it as we speak right now. They're still going through it. So we probably won't get no clarity on it to about the week before the drive or the week of. Because right now they're trying to um they're trying to get a lot of things situated with other things like with player interviews and, and getting you know, getting getting satellites and all that set up, you know, at player at player destination and things like that. I seen something today. Man. Yeah.
1: So so where I think where they're at with that right now is that they're trying to get all the you know, all the prospects for, that are gonna get supposed to go in the first yes. round to actually agree to have uh, conference calls with them and actually have cameras set up at their homes or, you know, wherever they're going to be at. But since everybody else is in quarantine and, I mean, pretty much the whole United States is, I'm assuming that you would be at home.
2: Yes. No, yeah. But, I mean, just just to say the least, I mean, I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be just totally different than what we've seen. I mean, it, it, and it all starts off with the draft and then it's going to continue on with the season, uh, with the regular season. Uh, so definitely, I mean, this is going to be one of the most unique things that we've ever seen, you know, uh, in, in draft history. So the the NFL is making history, you know, with this first step that they're taking with this approach, you know, um, you know, and, and just, you know, just to put that, just to put that to, let's put that to rest, right? I mean obviously you know people have all kinds of names for it right they, they call it madness uh they call it you know they have names for it but hey this is gonna pass it, it's it's just like a storm you know it's gonna pass you know just let's do our part yes. right you know we just do our part uh let's just enjoy the show um you know of course take ourselves and enjoy the show i think that this is going to be the 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 one year that it's going to be so unpredictable.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: and that's the one thing that I just want to outline that this is super exciting. Uh just er- everything, the whole process is just unique. It's different. I mean, it looked like, you know, the world the the World Trade throwing a wrench at the NFL, but the, <laughs> the, the NFL was able to to dodge and and still stay respectful and still you know yeah still be still be able to be that light during this little you know this little darkness that we're going through but still i mean life is what you make it and and definitely there's always something there's always something great to look forward to and i think that the nfl has done a tremendous yeah. job uh as far as keeping us all you know um yep. you know keep keeping us up to date and still going going forward with this um so just stay tuned guys stay stay tuned we got we we got we got a lot of shows. We have a guest, we have we have some guests coming on board. Um, I'll let I'll let Fidel chime us in on that. And uh, we got a ton of content. I know I'm wrapping up my uh, top 100 lists already. Cool. So uh, definitely we're gonna have a ton of content. And then leading up into the draft, is just we're gonna be, you know, sharing. And man, the rumors as soon as we get them, the sources as soon as they leak them, we're gonna get them to you guys. Well said, Jerry.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, just to add on, I mean, I don't know what we would do, you know, if, if the NFL free agency didn't get started when it did. Uh, same thing with the draft. I mean, we don't have really any live sports right now. So, I mean, that's kind of like what everybody's looking forward Correct. to is or those events and whatnot. So. All right, guys. Um, so on Friday, we are going to have a special guest. His name is Terrion Rogers. He is a writer for the Fan Nation from Las Vegas, Nevada. So he's going to be on with us on Friday. So, again, Tyrion Rogers from the Fan Nation.
0: Yes, that's appropriate. Yes, oh. appreciate it.
1: All right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap up the show for us. Do you guys have any final thoughts
2: before we get off um, the air? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's yes, all I want to say. and real
0: quick, um, Chris Garwin, he, he, he did agree to give Tom Brady his number 12 jersey. I want to get that out there. I, I read that today, and he's wearing 14. Yes, right? yes, he, he's yeah, four, going to 14. 14 yep. And um, Antonio Brown was working out with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown. He's cousin today, so I did. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I, want, I want to I want put that out there.
1: Yeah, I still think he's gonna be. A, he's not gonna have a job. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: yeah. it'd be it'd be interesting. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. All right, guys. So again, thank you so much for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. Again, we will have Terrion Rogers from Fan Nation join us on Friday. And you guys have a good night, and wash your hands.
2: Stay tuned. Appreciate Stay, it. Say. Electric Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Bossa Gaudet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives One Extraordinary Day at a Time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Assets.